You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach talking Atlanta Braves with MLB.com's Braves beat reporter, Mark Bowman. And uh, it is the first week in December, which means we are previewing baseball's annual. I always describe it to people who aren't in the industry as just baseball's annual convention. Uh, We all descend upon some very large hotel. This year it is the Opryland, uh, not in Nashville, but outside Nashville. Uh, And the Braves, I think, are going to be one of the teams that people are watching really closely. Maybe not necessarily for the reasons that fans would hope, but uh, they're definitely a team that, that... has a lot being talked about them, and, and we talked some, I think, about Freddie Freeman the last time we talked. I think we touched on Shelby Miller, but these rumors won't go away, and I'm sort of of two minds about it, and I want to hear what you think, because on the one hand, I remind people all the time, just because you hear a name and a rumor doesn't mean that his team is shopping him. It could very just as likely mean somebody else is calling about him. With that said, you hear a name that many times, and you get a little suspicious that maybe they are, in fact, putting his name out there or encouraging people to call or in some way doing something other than, no, 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 we don't want to move him. So what's your read on, on all this Shelby Miller stuff? I think that's exactly how I felt. You know, at first I said, okay, yeah, it makes sense. There were some teams that were in, interested in Shelby. You know, given you knew that might happen. And then, like you said, you kept hearing the, the rumors. A new one would come up. Okay, well, they offered this or, or they talked about this. I don't want to say offered. They talked about this, or they talked about that. And the more you talk about it, the more I started to say, you know what, This there might be a little bit more to this. And, and, I, and I have talked to some guys, um, you know, teams, uh, executives for, uh, from other teams, and, and yeah, they're, they're, there's definitely some truth. They're, they're willing to listen. Uh, they are talking to some other teams. And it's the funny, or well, the, the odd thing about this is, in the span of the last 24 hours, my opinion or like if you would have asked me last night maybe at about six o'clock you would have said hey do you think Shelby Miller will be traded and I might have said and eh, no and then maybe at eight o'clock I think I was leaning towards yes and then at 10 o'clock this morning I got to you know talk to somebody else and, and I'll be honest with you since about 10 o'clock this morning I've said no I don't think he's going to be traded ultimately I, I, but but that's how, it's just been changing all along because it's like you said I can sit here and say I don't think it makes sense to trade Shelby but it doesn't, you know, obviously it doesn't matter what I think. You know, we, we can try to make sense of it uh, all we want, but at the end of the day, what the Braves are doing is saying, hey, look, this is our most significant trade piece. If we can get a Jorge Soler, uh, an A.J. Pollock, a Corey Seager, some other big bat, it, you know, we have to at least do our due diligence and listen. And, and, hey, look, I get that. I just don't know if they are going to end up finding the kind of deal that would allow – it would justify what they would be losing from the rotation uh, over the next few years. And, and it, it leads me to, to two questions. Uh, and, and the first is, um, it, it does sound like if they do this, this is not a, a blow-it-up kind of move. The, guy, the kind of names you're talking about, uh, these are not guys who are contributors in three or four years. These are guys who are contributors this year. So, 
Uh, the first thing is that your understanding, if they were to do something, this would not be trading for the next Sean Newcomb. Uh, this would be trading for somebody who fits a different need on the 2016 Braves. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, they would need a, an everyday bat, you know, is, is, would be the reason uh, to trade him. Now, you know, what I did, you know, kind of learn from this is when this started, the Diamondbacks are one of the first teams to approach the Braves. And they they asked for A.J. Pollock, and, or the Braves asked for A.J. Pollock, and, you know, the talks didn't go anywhere. They, you know, Diamondbacks didn't want to do that. Once the Braves people got back together, you know, they thought about it, they say, look, if we're going to give up Shelby Miller, think about how many, you know, how are we going to fill these innings this year? So what they wanted to do was get a, a major league-ready arm back, uh, and that's why we saw that Arotis Vizcaino, uh, they were, you know, at least talked about sending him and in the same deal or to the Diamondbacks in exchange for Aaron Blair, a strong right-hander, uh, the Arizona's number three prospect who, you know, some scouts have told me he's definitely ready for the big leagues. But, you know, as we all know with prospects, it, you know, and the Braves have, I've seen it over the last year with with Whistler and Fulte and uh, Manny Banuelos, different guys. I mean, it's, you know, you, you get all excited about these prospects and they do have a bright future. But at the same time, when you get them, you got to remember there is a, you know, they're they're destined to go through these growing pains, and, and you're probably going to look at them once you get a chance to look at them on a daily basis. You're not going to be as excited about them. Let's put it that way. But uh, but at the same time, hey, look, I credit the Braves for for stockpiling all these these pitching prospects. They're doing it the right way. But at the end of the day, what I I just am looking towards 2017 and saying, hey, look, if Shelby Miller's not around, you know. You're going to have basically a you know a very very young rotation in this first in your first year in this new stadium, and if you truly want to win, I think it's going to you know I think the the challenge is going to be significant as things stand already for 2017. I think if you would trade Shelby now, you would basically have to concede that hey, look, we probably will not have a, you know a legitimate playoff uh, you know, a legitimate playoff team until 2018 at the earliest. And that, that leads to something else I want to talk about. But before I get to that, I want to, do want to play a little bit of devil's advocate because Shelby Miller is an interesting pitcher, and he had a really good ERA and a lot of good numbers last year. And, and when he was drafted, he was drafted as a guy, uh, and I know because I wrote one of the stories, uh, who, who had number one upside. But I think since then, the, the assessment on him has changed. And we've talked about this some, just kind of, of how high is his upside, what is this guy really. But I think that if you're sort of removing yourself and just saying, let's be honest, let's be fair, this guy probably is a two long term. That's a really valuable asset. Right. But where I'm going here is do you think there's a possibility that even that ignoring the win-loss record, um, that, that he may be – his value may be a high that – this may be the best year in some ways he's going to have and that maybe there is, in fact, a case to cash in on it now because maybe he falls off a little, doesn't fall apart. I, mean, I think the guy's a talented pitcher, but I wouldn't be surprised if the numbers he can control aren't as good next year. So in, in, in to kind of turn this around, do you think there is some thought in the Braves that maybe you cash in on the value of this asset while it's high? Yeah, I, I think there is. Uh, you know, I think there are some members of the organization, you know, and that's, that's why you do have so many different minds, and it's a it's a very um, legitimate um, angle to to argue. I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, you think about it. If, if this was, you go back through the first 
four months of the 2014 season, you know, you're still going, well, when is it, when is it going to happen for Shelby? And then all of a sudden he, he developed that sinker during the last final six weeks of the 2014 season and, and, you know, had some success and carried that through and was so dominant for the first two, three months of, of this past season where, you know, I don't know if you ever, you know, could just say, Hey, look, he's definitely going to be an ace and no one was ever going to jump to that conclusion. But, um, you know, yeah, there, there's no doubt. You, you looked at it and, and said, Hey, look, this is, this guy's something special. Everyone else across the league saw it. So now at the end of the year, you have to take a step back and say, Hey, look, can he do this again next year? You know, you know, if you're asking me, I do think I, I see that a guy who with that sinker and that cutter has become, you know, a, a more complete pitcher, a guy who's going to have, you know, they maybe will benefit from all the frustration that he encountered this year while, um, you know, consistently battling, you know, a meager run support and, and uh, you know, just just the, the piling on of, of that, that losing streak. Um, so, I, you know, I, my personal opinion, I think the guys, you know, does have some, some better seasons ahead of them. But, you know, you, you make a good point, you know, it, Here's a guy that at one point in time, everyone said, hey, look, he, he's going to be an ace. I don't think, you know, how many aces are there in the game? If we say there's seven or eight at one, one time, he probably will never be one of those seven or eight. But, you know, yes, he, he is that next level uh, type of guy in my opinion. But, hey, look, you're not doing your due diligence if, as a team if you don't take a step back and ask every one of your scouts and every one of your guys, hey, like, do you think this guy can do this again next year or should we sell high on him right now? Right, that's exactly it. You, you at least have to ask that question and, and see what's going on. Uh, two other things, and we'll get to nuts and bolts of Nashville in a minute, but the, the thing you, you touched on that I think is a really big question is probably something we can spend our whole ten minutes on uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks. Uh, this, this notion, we've been talking for a while about building for 17. The stadium opens in 17. They're clearing up payroll obligations to spend in 17. They are getting talent that in a lot of cases is not way far away, that hopefully is only a year or two away. And yet, with a couple of these recent moves and with the discussion of, of Miller, with some rumblings that, uh, who knows, I, again, I'm with you, I don't think it makes any sense. I don't think you can even get anything for Freddie Freeman. But is, this picture all looks a little different to me than it did, say, four and a half months ago. Right as we led up to the deadline, it was very clear what was going on, what the plan was. And the Alvera deal was weird. Um, the Maven deal was weird. There, there's, there's been some deals that kind of look a little different. And so what, I, what I'm asking for you is, and you kind of touched on this, how much different is this whole picture right now? Are you still thinking this is a relatively quick turnaround for to retool a roster and a year and a half from now have a team with, with playoff expectations in a new stadium? Or do you think this is looking more like a bigger – tear it down long-term rebuild kind of thing you know i i i, I have my doubts about 2017 for sure and be, I, you know I'll, I'll give you my projected rotation for that year and that, and that includes keeping shelby and julio Turon and, and then you throw in matt whistler who at that point in time will have one and a half years of experience in the rotation maybe you go out and get a a one-year guy like they did this year with bud norris to, to fill a gap but at the same time you know, maybe the next two guys in line are Sean Newcomb and uh, Lucas Sims, and you know, two guys with, with significant upside, uh, but but very at that point in time probably have, if if any if they have any major league experience, it's probably less than 
uh, 10 starts at that point in time, going into 2017. Now, now you'd say, well, what have you done with all these other arms? You've got Poltonevich and, and Tyrell Jenkins and and uh, Manny Banuelos, all these guys, that, these other guys that you've developed that will be major league ready at that point in time. You know, maybe you've used a couple of those pieces um, to go out and get another batter or to to strengthen other pieces piece of your club. And in other words, maybe Pulte goes to the bullpen. Uh, but I do not see. I see a, a club that, in terms of offense, they will still be. Uh, you know, waiting for some of their younger kids to, to come. You know, Austin Riley, uh, Malik Smith will have be you know entering his first full season that year as, as a center fielder. You know, I, I really think that this is, this is a team that, as that 2017 season comes to an end, uh, maybe something like the Royals of 2013. You know, they finished strong and and everyone got excited um, and said, "Hey, look, maybe the following year will be something special," and it ended up being that. That ended up being the case. Um, I'm not saying 2018 they're going to the World Series or anything like that. I'm just saying, hey, look, they may be able to do enough in 2017 to be optimistic about, you know, making some noise in October in 2018. One last thing. We'll keep it brief because I think we have gone over uh, already. But I do want to get some nuts and bolts about the winter meetings. Um, beyond these big picture, what do you do about Shelby Miller questions? What do you, what do you expect them to look for? Uh, are they still looking at the bullpen? What do they do about a catcher? Um, when when they leave there in in a week and and twelve or eighteen hours from now, what do you expect them to have accomplished? You know, I think you know you touched on the catcher. You know, I, I Chris Lionetta is, is elsewhere. Brian Pena is elsewhere. I think they have braced that or have moved closer to where they have to. Uh, face the possibility that where, where they bring Christian Bethencourt back for another season, whether that's a good idea or not, you know, remains to be seen. But you know, we're, we're at least moving in that direction. I, they will be looking for some bullpen help. You know, they still say they're looking for a setup guy. Uh, they they say they haven't given up on Darren O'Day. I I look at their what they have, the money they have left. They have 13 million dollars left. I, I I'd say sell that, you know, to me as well. Why are you going to give that much money to to one reliever when you have multiple needs? Uh, they, they would like to get a right-handed bat to complement Michael Bourne out in center field for those few months before Malik Smith takes over the job at some point next summer. Um, and other than that, you know, I, I think you know they've, they've got Gordon Beckham in the fold now. Uh, they said that there's still a chance that they sign Kelly Johnson to, to serve as a backup infielder. And uh, but other than that, I, I think that uh, most of the talk about the Braves next week will. Center around Shelby Miller, will he be traded? Like I said, I don't think he's going anywhere, but at the same time, I certainly don't expect these rumors to die anytime soon either. All right, good stuff, Mark Bowman. Thanks for taking some time, and thanks, everybody, for listening to MLB.com Extras. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.